0: In that home, we knew we
1: were safe to be young enough to dream, find the faith to believe. Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. It's lovely to come into your home today and I send you love from our home. Now this is actually July 4th week. Uh, I say week, we usually have July 4th day, don't we? But it seems that in our home it's a whole week and we've just had such a wonderful week, lots of wonderful fun. Folks staying with us, and uh, staying with some of our other families on the hilltop, and uh, I have with us today, Alison Hartman. She and her husband, and their. Beautiful family of 10 children have been staying with us for the week. They came for July 4th and uh, we've just had a wonderful time together. This morning, about packing up, ready to go. But before they left, I said, Alison, you've got to come and talk to the ladies on the pod. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy uh, listening to Alison. They have, as I said... 10 children, such beautiful children, ranging from uh, 19 years, yes, 19 years down to five months. Mm. Now, how did you come to have 10 children? Did you plan that when you started?
0: Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. When we first got married, we had pretty much agreed to limit it to four. That sounded like a good, reasonable number. <laughs> so um and then my mother-in-law actually introduced me to the Above Ruby's magazine. I went to a ladies retreat and just the whole concept of letting God decide the size of our family was new to me, but it made sense. Um we trust God with everything else in our life, but but most people don't trust him with the size of their family. Um that's a little scary <laughs> to do. So, um when I went home and shared that with my husband, he was completely on board and um he he said he said actually he wanted 12 children, but he didn't want to scare me off when <laughs> we were dating. So, so yeah, we we pretty much at that point just decided to to not worry about um the numbers, whether, you know, whether we have a large or small family, but just just basically leaving that up to God. And so.
1: And so you have been blessed. They have the most wonderful children. Anyway, uh, Allison came to a number of Above Ruby's retreats, and then she decided to uh, organize some herself because she is an organizer. <laughs> and uh, I think you put on about three ladies' retreats. And they were just so great because when Allison organizes something, wow, it's power packed. (laughs) And now, her and her husband Daniel have organized uh, four. Family above Ruby's retreats down in Panama uh right on the beach, and they have just been the most beautiful, wonderful times of families coming together. in fact, they've become so popular now, and our above Ruby's family retreats and our ladies are usually just for a weekend, but now the family is just It's just not enough for them, just a weekend. And so, uh, although we have the main part of the retreat for the weekend, a good part of the families, how many, would you say about 80%? I would say about 80%. Yes, yes, they all come for a whole week just to enjoy the fellowship together and just enjoy the beautiful sunshine and the beach. And uh, so you're ready to go for next year. We are. We are. We already
0: have. Probably 20, 25 families already already, already reserved their, their yeah. cabin.
1: Yeah, when is it for next the year? The
0: end of April, so it'll be April 25th through May 2nd if you're staying the whole week. Um, but the conference itself will just be Thursday through
1: Sunday. Mm. Yes. So it's going to be an exciting time. We had people, oh, this last retreat, this year in April, we had a family that came all the way from New Zealand, right down the they bottom did. of the world. And uh, they brought, I think they had seven children. Seven children. Yes, all the yes. way from New Zealand. We had a family drive all the way from Idaho. Four. Days. Yes. Driving. Yes. And they want to come again. They do. They want to move. (laughs) They want to move down here. Yes. So, anyways, maybe you should start thinking about coming. It'll be just such an amazing time. Anyway, now that your children are growing your oldest daughter is 19 and uh, you also have a family business mm-hmm. uh, tell the ladies how how do you keep the family together i know you have both you and daniel have such a, a vision to keep your family together tell us mm-hmm. how you do it in the midst of all your busy schedule <laughs> I,
0: I think you you know you definitely see um see a trend with families nowadays coming and going and uh, one parent takes one to some sport and another parent takes another and 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 there is there's just such um uh you know everybody's everybody's everywhere and there is no unity um mm-hmm. and that has been something that Daniel has felt like is is so important that he's he's almost made it like a rule in our house that we will have dinner together. It may be at a restaurant. Very often it is. It may be, um, it may be, uh, you know, just, um, uh, you know, grabbing something quickly, sitting down and eating, but we always try to eat as a family. Um, we also, we also limit, uh, extracurricular. We, we don't, uh, we have, um, three boys that would love to play just about every sport because they love sports. Um, but we've just decided it's just not, it's not going to work. It's not going to be worth it to have every child on a different ball field at at dinnertime. Um, we do let our girls, um, they're, they're really good in volleyball. So we do play volleyball, but we go as a family. Um, we go and watch them as a family. We, um, they, they go to the same practices and that sort of thing. Um, the other thing we do is is everything, you know, if they come to us and ask, hey, can I be a part of this? Can I be a part of that? And and my first question is, is always, uh, is it something we could do as a family? Is that, um, is that a reasonable uh, activity that isn't going to pull them away from our family for too long? And, um, and that's just really been something we have Daniel has taken very seriously mm. because um, we just we just see it's very uh, very much a problem. I think in mm. today's families.
1: Yes, I, I agree with you, Alison. I, I do believe, dear ladies, that we should make every decision regarding our families or what we're doing with our children, or you know what they want to do while they're under our roof. That every decision we make, we should make it in the light of strengthening our families. We should think now, is this going to weaken our family? Is it going to fragment our family? Is it going to make us go in all directions? Mm -hmm. If it is, I would say don't do it. That's your answer. But if it's something that will strengthen your family togetherness, keep you together as a family unit, yes, do it. And I believe we should use that criteria uh, for making the decisions of what we do in our family lives. It's so easy to just get pulled by what everybody else does. We truly are like sheep, aren't we? We just follow one another. And of course, what does everybody do today? I mean, in public education, they promote the extra extracurricular activities. But same in homeschooling. I see homeschooling mothers just totally, Mm. oh, goodness me, they are so just overwhelmed. They're driving their children here and there to this, to that, to everything. And the family gets fragmented. And I I don't believe we have to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you're right in the middle of just raising your children and... Uh, you think, wow, if I don't do this, my children are not going to grow up well-grounded. They're not going to have all these opportunities. Well, I'm looking at it from a different angle. My children have grown. We are now having great-grandchildren. In fact, we had another little grandbaby born to our family this July 4th week, and uh, so that was exciting. So, I'm now looking at it at the other end. So I look at my children. Of course, some of them are in their 50s now. And uh, I see, oh, are they okay? Because I didn't take them to all these extracurricular activities. And actually, I didn't. Because back in those days, I didn't even have an extra car. So I was stuck. I couldn't take them if I wanted to. But if they had to go to something, they had to walk. And, of course, I wouldn't have allowed them anyway if it was going to fragment our family life. And I look at them today. They are all doing, they're fulfilling what God intended them to. They they never missed out on one thing. And so don't think you have to do these things. I I found that choosing to do that which strengthens the family, is the most powerful thing that we can do. In mm. fact, even for family meal times, as Alison said, they just so make sure they eat together as a family. I am such a believer in this. And even as our children grew, they left school, they went out into the workforce, but some of them were still living at home. Uh, while they were under our roof, they had to be home for the evening meal, unless it was something special. You know, mm. you don't live by rigid rules there can be special things that happen and you change the plans but on a whole the plan that the family habit was we all came together mm. for that evening meal to strengthen the family let me read you a scripture i love it isaiah 54 verse 2 enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Now, those people were living in tents. Now, I guess you have done a bit of camping. And if you camp in a tent and you don't pull those ropes tight and lengthen them, My, the tent sags, doesn't it? And it sags in the middle and you haven't got much room to make the most of the room. You've got to pull those uh, ropes really tight and lengthen them as far as you can and strengthen your stakes. Oh my, I love that word. And uh, can I just give it to you in one or two other translations? I love the New English translation and it says, pound your stakes deep. Mm. I like to take that for uh, my goal in establishing family life. OK, every decision I make, the way I plan things, it's all pounding my stakes Deep. What do you think about that, Allison? So good, so good. And I was just thinking, you know, if if
0: you do allow your children to get a part of other curricular, that they're 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 building relationships with other people outside mm. their family mm. instead of going in the backyard and spending time with their siblings yes. or their cousins or um or their their parents. Yeah. And those are the relationships we want to strengthen. There's nothing wrong with having friends. But if you're you're spending so much of your time, you're not strengthening your own family walls. You're strengthening maybe some some you know childhood friendships, but we don't know whether those will even last. Sometimes they do, but very often they don't. I don't you know I don't keep up with people. I I don't remember played
1: with. Well, I can remember them, but I don't have any association with one childhood friend. No, but it's family that Absolutely. keeps together yes another translation the new english bible uh, it says uh, let out the ropes to the fold, drive the pegs home mm. like that mm. too and the holman translation drive your pegs deep Mm. Do you think you could take that today ladies take it as a goal in everything you do pound your stakes deep make that the motto of your family life mm. so that in everything you do you're going to it's something that strengthens the family now that actually hits home in you know, many times we think, oh, goodness me, I just need time for myself and I want to get involved in this and I want to get involved in that. Well, that's okay to a limited extent. But when we're raising a family, we have to be careful, I believe, as mothers, is not getting too involved so much in all these other outside things. Mm-hmm that we're pulled to get involved in because that takes us away from the family. That fragments the family. And sometimes women are involved in things that take them even away from family mealtimes. Sometimes they're even working at a family mealtime. My, that's when the mother needs to be there. This is where we're pounding our stakes in deep. And this is what we've got to do. Oh, you have a lifetime. Your children are going to grow. This time of of raising them, you may think it's kind of really just going on and on at this moment. But my, as I look back, it, it was just like one blink of my eye. Oh, I am just so grateful that I was there with my children and I I just wanted to pound the stakes in. And uh, so be encouraged to do that today, precious ladies. Um, Oh, I've got to ask you another question. But before I do, I must tell you, um, we had uh, the greatest July 4th and the night before we just finished putting in a volleyball court. And so for the last how many five days oh. or so, the young people they haven't, got off, they haven't got off the court until it is pitch dark. I mean I look out in the morning and they're playing. Uh, and they're playing there too it's dark and uh Allison's children they are pretty good volleyball players and uh we had all these floridians with us and we had the competitions between the Tennesseans and the Floridians and <laughs> it was pretty hot competition wasn't it, it? Was. but they just played often i i mean i think yesterday i was out watching them in the afternoon and uh they were just, you know, teams going back and forth, and they had to make up teams because there were about thirty-six yeah. young people who wanted to be in the teams. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Thursday, was it Thursday or Friday night? We had a potluck with just our families on the hilltop and those staying with us, and uh, we had um, counted eighty-four. yes for our potluck and then we had a big quiz which was so fun and then we had improv and so the young people have been having a glorious time together it's so wonderful isn't it for young people to just meet with other godly young people those are relationships that were built from the uh,
0: above Ruby's family camp yes that's true they've been going for years Mm. and years and And really building friendships with these other
1: people. Oh, and can I tell you a secret? My dream is that at our Above Ruby's family camps, there will be young people who meet one another. Mm. And God brings couples together. I can't think of any more wonderful place. And that's why we encourage the families to bring their young people. Uh, Our grandson, Zadok, he gets with the young people, inspires them. But Colin and I met at a family camp. Mm. And I guess that's why I think what a wonderful place to meet. But anyway, um, now let's talk about uh, other things your children do. You really encourage them to... Get into businesses, don't you? Even at a young age, okay. tell us about some of them.
0: We do. We do. Obviously, we are self-employed and we own a photography business, which they all help out with that. And it's become a real family business. It's um, amazing.
1: You just, the whole family goes. We do. Yes. We
0: do. This, <laughs> as they get older, I get more employees out of it too, because this past Easter, which is one of our busiest seasons, um, we didn't have any um any employees outside the family, all of my little ones from our seven-year-old on up, they had a different job. And um, But yeah, we really encourage them to, if they're interested in something or they feel like they, they have a product or the service that they can market, then we try to encourage them to do that. So one thing, um, we have a lot of chickens and so we have a ton of eggs. Well, we can't eat all those eggs and so uh, it teaches our boys responsibility that they have to feed the chickens, they have to gather the eggs, they have to wash the eggs. Um, and they, they
1: give you the dirty ones. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I get the <laughs> I get the ones that are not cleaned. <laughs> uh, but they will take them to market or to um, our business storefront, and and they'll sell them um, for a reasonable price. But they still get the concept that you know money doesn't grow on trees. Um, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Well, mm. most young people like to eat. And so we let them know if you're going to eat, you you need to, to help out. There's nothing wrong with that. We're a team. Yeah. Our family is a team, and we can't do it without one of them. So um, so we've done uh, the eggs, eggs. Um, and then,
1: how did the the boys um help you or how did they all help at the at the photography? did they all have certain they did they did they did we'll,
0: we do uh we do Easter portraits with live animals we'll have bunnies and chicks and ducks and lamb uh baby lamb and so all of that is a lot of work um so even the little ones will help by um running and getting daddy a a baby duck or a baby chick. Um, the, uh, maybe the younger boys will help with feeding the animals, making sure they all have food and water and their cages are clean. Um, my big girls, uh, wow, I couldn't do it without them. They're, uh, the 14 and the 16 year old, they are- amazing at getting smiles out of little ones. And that's important. I mean, parents don't want their pictures unless their little ones look happy. So they are the best smile getters. We even have customers that request them. I have to, you know, make sure Eden's there, make sure Hallie's there. And they love these children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then McKenna is my little saleswoman. She um, She's pretty much taken our my job from uh, showing people their pictures and then um, letting them decide what package they want um, but she's she's wonderful at it she she's very um uh very confident but yet um she's you know very kind to patient uh, to to customers and she um, answers their questions so and and people are really starting to respect. That my children, you know, they know what they're doing, and so
1: they don't—they
0: don't think, oh, they're young, so they don't know what they're talking about. They do know what they're talking about, so because yeah. they've lived it their whole life.
1: So yes, and and I think you told me about um, them picking mistletoe.
0: Yes, yes. When I was young, my brothers would um, go. We would go up in trees and get mistletoe, and so we've kind of carried that tradition where um, Daniel will climb up. Um, an incredibly high tree and get mistletoe and then we'll break it into sections and put uh, little red bows and they'll go to a couple grocery stores in our town and they'll sell it uh, donation only and that's what they use for Christmas um, uh, Christmas money for each other. Mm-hmm. This this past Christmas there was a struggling. Uh, grocery store in our area called Apple Market that everybody loves. Well, because of the nature of Publix and Walmart, they were pretty much putting them out of business. And it was, it was so sad because this is a grocery store we went to as a kid. So my, my children said we want to do the mistletoe this year and just give it to Apple Market. Oh. Um, and, you know, the the owner was in tears. Yeah. Seriously, it was amazing. But it was just—it's a neat thing. They're they're learning how to work as a team, mm-hmm. and then they get to enjoy. You know, everybody likes buying people presents, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more fun when it's your money and not mom yes. just gave oh, you yes. money.
1: We did that too. Our children never got money to buy gifts. They had to earn it.
0: And I don't really believe in... um uh, giving them uh, money for doing
1: chores—that's no, part know that. of that's part of living part of in our of house life. I don't believe it either. Yes. I, in fact, you know, to think you have to get money for everything—it's yes. It's yes. not teaching yes. our children. There's so much we do in life that we just do out of love right. and out of giving, and they need to learn that sure. too. And especially being part of family but and I'm life. But I'm I'm
0: completely okay with them making money. On yes. something that they, That's what I my think. girls yes. have started doing um, furniture. And mm-hmm. so they will. They will get up early on Saturday morning, and they will go look for furniture at garage sales. And it's so neat because they do it together, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and then they'll come home and show all the family their findings. And, oh, look at the bed I got for $5. And, and then they'll spend time, they'll gather their paint and all their supplies, and they'll, they'll basically redo these pieces of furniture and they can really make good money on them. Um, you yes. know, they may spend two or three hours, but they'll sell them. And then, you know, and then they have they have money to, to do what they want. They'll yes. have, you know, we're, we're, we're probably going to try to put a sand volleyball court in. Well, they can use their money to put that sand yes. volleyball court in.
1: Yes. Um, they're the
0: ones that are going to enjoy it. There's no reason they can't take yes. care of paying
1: for it. Yes. Oh, and but you also told me um, about the moringa, moringa Moringa trees. Yes, yes, trees. We we did
0: a um, we did a beach photo shoot for a family a couple years ago, and the guy was trying to talk us into joining his uh, kind of a network marketing where he would sell these moringa powder. Well, we don't normally do stuff like that, but my husband researched it and discovered that Moringa is just an amazing superfood and that you could grow them just from seed. So he ordered hundreds of seeds and started planting them. And we grew trees that were now 30 feet tall that are only a couple years old. So it's a fast, fast growing tree. It's amazing. Um, but he would eat the leaves and you could eat just about everything in them. You can eat the seeds. Um, well, everyone, you know, people started hearing about him and thinking, well, I want him for my family. So he and the boys started planting, uh, planting the seeds. And we took about 90 trees to a uh, kind of a farmer's market and they sold every one of them and made about $900 one day. Just Just the young boys. Yeah, just my seven, uh, seven, nine, and 11-year-old boys. All by themselves. They had no help from us. Well, Um, you know, not many boys that age can make that kind of money. But it was just, it was amazing. I mean, they prepared their soil together. And so, yes, yes. And and it's a good thing. It's something that we're teaching them uh, not just good work ethic, But Mm. we're also spreading uh, good health tips to people.
1: Mm. Yes. Oh, that's so great. And uh, another thing I think that you've talked to me, you know, just different times when we've been getting together uh, is the whole concept of college. What are you going to do? McKenna, she's 19. You're facing that. Uh, What are you coming to?
0: Well, you know McKenna is nineteen, and and she just finished a year in college. Um, and uh, you know it's funny. I've been going to your your retreats for years, and you've mentioned that you know college is just not the end all be all. And and I just I just kind of would put that in the back of my mind and say, oh, that's not for our family. We are college people. We went to college. I went to college. My husband almost got a master's. And, and, and so we were just assuming that that's what we would do for our children. And then I guess it was last year, it just kind of dawned on me that my whole life as a, this, this family I'm growing, our goal is to be countercultural, not go with the flow, not follow what every other family's doing just because every family's doing it. And I, and I realized that that's all college was for, for us, for teaching our children I'm not using my college degree. Uh, we make great money, and we didn't go to school as a to be a photographer. Dana was an engineer, um, and I was a communication major. And honestly, I think I would do just as well without a communication degree. Oh,
1: that's just your person. It's just that the way God it. made me.
0: It is. And I didn't I, learn anything from a state no. school that's helping me today. No, it's, see, this
1: is the thing. I believe the word which says that, A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before kings. Kings, It is so true that, and I think, dear mothers, we have to learn to trust God and to know that he has put in our children Mm. the gifts that he chose for them that he has put them at we didn't. I had, I look at my children now because they have grown and I see the giftings in their lives. They have giftings that I don't have. In fact I couldn't have even put them into them. Sure. I mean and 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 no college could have put it into them. In fact, none of them have ever been to college. And uh so even one of my sons he trades the future markets he could never learn that at college that that's something you don't learn at college and in fact all the things they are doing uh
0: Well Serene and Pearl you know yes. they they Serene encouraged McKenna last year that college really would have been a detriment to her because it would have put her in such a box and you're not going to learn how to write an amazing recipe book that's going to become a lifestyle for so many, uh, you just can't learn it there. Now, college—you know—there are reasons that some people will go to college, yes, and that's okay is. if they need the degree. They're wanting to be mm. a doctor or dentist, or yes. But as far as you know, putting your children on a, um, uh, putting that over them, saying you, you know you will go to college before you get—I I, just—I just feel like we're limiting our children, which is opposite of what culture says. Culture yes. would say you're limiting your children by not letting them. Or encouraging them to go to college, but I say that's just a bunch of junk because I think um, I think that just just what McKenna learns from our business oh, is yes. so valuable, so valuable.
1: Yes, and she is. She's really like you. She's born with marketing ability oh. uh, and organization. It just comes out of ears, yeah. you know. In yeah. fact, she could go to college for five years and, and never learn another thing that she's right. not already doing. It's I think just it would impact. really,
0: it would almost inhibit her. It yes. would almost make her, like I said, put her in that box that yes. I don't want her in. I want her to do bigger and greater things than ever I could have done. Exactly. And, so, and that
1: is the thing. We have big visions for our children. Um Although I have to say, as I was growing my children, yes, I wanted them to do well in life, but I... I really didn't have any vision for them to be famous or anything like that. I just wanted them to walk with the Lord and to be faithful to God. But he has done more than that because he has raised them up to do great things, amazing things, things that other people have never done before because they were never put in a box. And they just thought that they could do anything. And so I think that is an even a greater thing. Like one of the Um, I often like to say that encouragement is the rich soil in which we grow our children to their full destiny. Mm. And I think that there's nothing like that encouragement and affirming and just being aware of the giftings god gives to our children and opening up opportunities for Mm. them and they're fulfilling who god created them to be so many people are in jobs that oh goodness me they really they're not happy they're boring Mm. and they're not doing what they were born to do that's right and uh Sometimes it may be going to a college, especially for a man, a young man, because he does have to be the provider of the home. And there are some things he will have to get a college degree, which can be done online also or, you know, even he may have to go. But I, especially our daughters, I think they are the most honourable place to send a daughter. And we just see so many sad yes. things happen when daughters go to college. And mm-hmm. I've talked to women all over the nation and they've said, you know worst things that happened to me were at college. And um, mm. it really didn't benefit them at all. So it's just something just, okay, let's not get in the box. That's right. That's the thing. Oh, look, in every, not just this issue, but in every issue, we are so much like sheep. Well, God calls us his sheep. We're his sheep to hear his voice. But let's hear God's voice, not the poor whole of the world and not just follow society and what they are doing let's be those who seek after truth and to seek after what god wants and let's be those uh, as we close this session let's be those who will pound our stakes firm. We'll drive them into the ground and we will do everything that strengthens our family rather than fragments it. Can I pray for you today? Dear Father, I thank you for every precious mother listening, every daughter, every young child, every older woman. Father, I pray that you will lead us all closer to your heart, uh, nearer and nearer to your truth. Lord, we are so surrounded by deception and what everybody else is doing. Help us to be those who seek your ways, seek your truth and Lord, I pray for every one. Today, everyone listening that they will be those who will pound their pegs deep into the ground and into the home and they will do everything to strengthen their family help us all as grandmothers mothers daughters children to be family strengtheners Oh, Father, I pray that this anointing will come upon everyone listening today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be blessed, dear family strengthener today. This is a most powerful thing that you are doing as we strengthen our marriages, as we strengthen our families. We are strengthening the nation. Mm -hmm. Amen.